Hi, everybody. This is Chris Joseph with the Life is a Ride podcast. Um, I'm happy to have Haley Dubin on the podcast. Haley is a cancer coach, and we're going to talk about cancer coaching and what that is. Um, we're also going to talk about her cancer thriver summit, which is this Saturday. Um, but first, let's just jump into your story, Haley. First of all, thank you for joining the podcast. Of course. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. And tell us about your journey. Yeah. So actually it was 24 years ago that I found out I had a lump um, and, you know, a tumor. Um, the only reason I found out about it was because I was having severe pain and I happened to be at the doctor because I was trying to get pregnant with my second child um, just a month before, and they didn't feel anything. There was, you know, no warning signs. So I had this pain. Um, I went, they, they thought, the doctors thought it was my appendix. And I went to the emergency room and I was there for hours. They did all these tests and they found that I had ovarian cancer. Uh, they weren't, you know, hundred percent sure until obviously you get the lab results and all that, but, um, I needed to, you know, to go to, um, my oncologist, my, well, OBGY oncology, and they sent me to, um, surgery. They said that you need to remove it. And, you know, all I remember is waking up in the recovery room to my husband's face, just right in mine. And he said, you have to survive. And I later found out that I had stage three ovarian cancer. So it was pretty crazy and everything was so quick. Um, and, and, and scary. Very, very, as you know. Yeah. And you know, they told me that I would need a total hysterectomy um, if I, they went in and, and saw that it was cancer. And what happened was they knew I wanted another child. So they didn't do the total hysterectomy. They did partial and then told me I would have a much better chance of surviving if I get everything removed. And so I had to have another surgery three days later, which was pretty crazy. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. So it, it was a lot, you know, at a young age, 29. And, um, you know, I was trying to balance marriage and motherhood at the time. I had a two-year-old and, you know, I was burning the candle at both ends. So it wasn't a total shock to me, even though I was so young, it wasn't a total shock to me that I, that I, got that diagnosis because I was just completely out of balance. If you don't mind me asking, so you said you woke up and your husband said to you something to the effect, you have to survive. How did you feel when he said that? Gosh, I mean, I was so out of it, you know, because I was medicated and all that, but I remember it so vividly, those words and, and him so close to my face. Um, and of course, I just, I'm like, what do you mean? You know, what are you talking about? And, and um, he, he didn't really say much. And then later the doctors came in and told me everything. So 
yeah, it was it heavy stuff. Were you determined? I'm trying to figure out how to ask this. When when you got the diagnosis, you had your surgeries, you had this fear. What was your mindset like in terms of honoring your husband's wishes of you got to survive? Yeah. I mean, I had a great support system, um, family and friends, and I was always an upbeat person. Um, I Even when I went to the emergency room and they saw something, I'm thinking, oh, it's not going to be cancer. It's going to be okay. So I you know, although I was definitely frightened, I was so scared of having chemotherapy. I mean, that's what they offered me. And I was like, okay, you know, they told me I'm going to have a great chance of survival if I do this. And so I think part of it is believing that your treatment is going to work. So they didn't give me any reason to, to say that it won't. So I think that helped a lot. Um, but really just the support from, from family and friends and people would just drop off, you know, all kinds of gifts and food and cards and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I think when I actually went through the treatment, it, it definitely, my mindset changed a bit because as you know, it's, it, it's very, very tough on the body and, and, you know, your psyche, it, it's, it's a tough thing to go through. So, um, I just tried to stay, you know, as positive as I could and, and, you know, read funny things and, and watch funny things and hang out with friends that uplifted me and all that kind of stuff. Right. What made you decide to become a cancer coach? Yeah, that's such a good question because when I was finished with treatment, I felt more scared than ever. And I, and I hear that all the time from the people I work with, because all of a sudden you feel like there's no control. You have no control. No, no one's doing anything anymore to help you. And I remember leaving my oncologist's office at just asking him tons of questions and he had no answers for me. I mean, he just said, go back to living your normal life and I'll see you in three months. And it was really then that I knew I had to take my power back when it came to my health because I wasn't going to wait to go see him in three months to see if I was healthy. I knew I had to take charge. And um, I just began to research anything I could on nutrition and, and mindset tools, um, lifestyles that can, can help me hopefully prevent recurrence moving forward. So this is stuff you started researching pretty soon after your treatment. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I got my energy back. I mean, probably within a month and, um, people were asking me things like, what have you been doing? You're looking really good and all that kind of stuff. And I took time. I mean, we, we adopted a second child, which was such an incredible experience. And, um, I quit my stressful job. So there was all these things. And later I knew I wanted to help people with cancer like me, who, who, you know, it didn't have to be that they went through treatment. They could choose another route, but people that felt stuck and, and not knowing what to do next. So I decided to roll enroll into the Institute for Integrative Nutrition um, to become a certified health coach. 
And I just began to work with all kinds of people. But, you know, the best thing was that I, I was able to, to heal myself. I mean, my gut was, was completely messed up from chemotherapy. Plus I had 22 inches of my colon removed because it spread to my colon. And so, you know, there was a lot to, to work on. So, you know, I'm just so grateful that I get to help other people in similar situations, you know, whether it's helping them heal their gut or, um, you know, going through side effects and, yeah, it's, it's a comprehensive program, but, um, it's, it's so wonderful. And really I work with people who, who, who really want to change their, their behaviors. You know, it's, it's not, as you know, it's not always easy to do that, but if you're motivated enough, if, if, you know, maybe sometimes being scared is not such a bad thing because, because it, it pushes you to do something, you know? So maybe we should take a step back cancer coaching what what exactly do you do i know that's such a broad question and probably is a very broad answer but tell our listeners what a cancer coach does yeah so you know for me it's a very holistic approach so it's not just helping someone clean up their diet that's a huge part of it and that's usually what people want to see me for you know, tell me what to eat, tell me what to avoid that kind of stuff. But there's so much more to that than there's so much more than that. So, you know, all those things that feed you that don't come on a plate, um, are you living your true authentic life? Are you doing what you want to be doing? Um, and a lot of behavior world changes. I mean, you know, because it's hard to, to change what you're doing. You know, we, we have these habits that we've been doing for a very long time and it's it's hard to get out of them. So helping them with small actionable steps that we work on each time we meet, and then I'm holding them accountable. Okay. How did it go? And just by doing these little baby steps, it's amazing how, how people feel empowered and they, they begin to heal themselves. I mean, it's incredible, incredible. Yeah. But we also work on stress management, you know, um, just, and also environmental toxins. Oh, go ahead. How do Western medicine oncologists respond to your work? I mean, I'm guessing it's all over the map, but what kind of (laughs) response, what kind of responses have you had from, from doctors? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, because I'm, I'm working with many people now who are her, in the thick of going through their treatment. And so if I recommend, you know, certain supplements or certain integrative things they can do often, I mean, more, more likely than not, the oncologist says, no, I don't want you to take that. So, you know, the thing is I want them to feel comfortable. I don't want them to, you know, take something they're not comfortable taking because their doctor said, no, I try to give them studies to look at and that kind of stuff. Um, but I also, that's why I work with a lot of people who are finished with treatment. Um, because with with conventional treatment, conventional treatment, exactly, exactly. Because then we can do all kinds of things and, and they respond really well to it. You said you have a specialty in nutrition. So I, I know there are some, and I'm not slamming Western medicine. I did some, some of it helped, 
you did, it helped you. But there are some doctors out there who tell their patients, eat whatever you want. How, how do you feel about when you hear that? Oh, it frustrates me to no end. And that still all these years later, because I was diagnosed in 1998 and that's what they said. And all these years later, I'm hearing the same thing. And it's just, it's mind boggling. It is mind boggling. Oh, yeah. So, you know, that I can convince them you need to, to eat nutrient dense foods, you know, things that are coming from the earth, not from a box or a package. And, you know, I mean, yeah, it's hard for people to change their habits, but, but if you, if you just give them little steps, it becomes a lot easier. So how do you overcome obstacles? Um, I, as you know, I've done some informal cancer coaching. I'm not trained to do it. So I, I refer out to people. Um, but I, I've heard some things when I'm talking to, to people who, reach out to me. This isn't what my doctor said to do. This is too much work. This is too expensive. Lots of obstacles. How do you, how do you overcome those? Yeah. So, you know, when I meet with them the first time I tell them all about my program, um, what you need to expect and, and if this isn't something you're willing to do, then it's a waste of, of money for you. It's a waste of your time. It's a waste of my time, you know? So they have a pretty good idea of what they'll be doing. Um, you know, of course there's things that come up and, um, you know, maybe with exercise, oh, this is too hard. I can't do this. So, you know, working with them individually, cause there's not one answer that's right for everybody. How important is simply walking and getting outside? Oh. It's so important. So important. I mean, there's all these studies, you know, saying 30 minutes a day, um, even if it's five days, just helps with, with, you know, cancer, um, recovery and, and your mood, um, and, and risk of death. So it's, it's so, so important. And I know a lot of people going through treatment, have trouble, you know, 30 minutes could be a long time, but I just tell people if they're not feeling well, if they're just getting out of treatment, just walk back and forth your driveway, you know, even if it's, a, it's twice, I mean, that's better than nothing. And to get right. fresh air. Yeah. I agree with that. Just to be outside, just to see the sky, just to see the trees. Yes. Yes. And it just calms you. It calms your nervous system. I know you have many tips in your toolbox, but what's one tip you would recommend to the listeners here if they've just been diagnosed with cancer? I know it's hard yeah, to narrow down, but it is so hard. I mean, you know, don't be in a rush to do anything and get, get as many outside opinions as you feel comfortable with, because you want to find the right person for you you know, and so maybe that's more than one, but just, <laughs> just make sure that you are finding that person that you feel the most comfortable with. And also, <laughs> I know there's one more thing Go for it. To, to get a healthcare team around you. I mean, don't just rely on this one oncologist or whoever it might be for you have a healthcare team around you, you know, a, 
a health coach. Maybe you do acupuncture. Maybe you have a meditation coach. I mean, so, so look at the whole picture. I don't think most people realize that doctors are not trained in nutrition. I mean, if at best they have a week or two of training. Now, some may learn on their own, but most of them don't know much about it. That's completely true, right? I think they have like two hours of nutrition classes in med school. So no, they don't, they don't. And they're, you know, they're scared when someone like me tells a patient, you know, to eat this or eat that, they're just so unsure. They, they, they'll ask their oncologist, but their oncologist is like, oh, that could interfere with, with the, the, the chemo, but how can a food like that, you know, like cruciferous vegetables interfere? I mean, I think they're getting much better now. I think they're getting much better, but I've heard that in the past. Yeah, no, I think it, it is trending better, which is good, but that's still too much of the negativity, you know, that won't go with the treatment we're giving you. And yeah, it's frustrating. It's frustrating as a patient. I was frustrated when I was going through and they would never talk to me about nutrition. Um, I, I It's what you said. I had to reach out on my own and find a team to help me. Um, so exactly. I do think what you're, what you're saying is great, great advice. Um, so you... And three other people are doing the Cancer Survivor, a Cancer Thriver Summit this Saturday. Talk about that and tell people how they can sign up. Yes. Well, I'm really excited about it. We have a great group. And, you know, so there's four of us and three of us are cancer, four, stage four cancer thrivers. And they are doing incredibly well. Um, one's going to be talking about mindset, um, questioning your thoughts, and one will be talking about how horses helped her heal. And hmm. she lives in Hawaii, so she'll be talking about you know the healing powers of Hawaii. And I'm going to be talking about nutrition and how to really nourish yourself, and not only with nutrition, but again, all those things that feed you that do not come on a plate. And then there's another woman who will be talking about, um, hacks that she, she has used just everyday things that she does to, to put, make her health a priority. So it's gonna, it's three hours and it's at two o'clock this coming Saturday, two o'clock Eastern. Two I'm sorry, two o'clock Eastern. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's, it's noon Pacific. I mean, uh, no, 11, 11. 11 a.m. Pacific. I got to get yeah. this straight. 11 a.m. Pacific. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yes. Um, and you're joining us. So I'm really, really uh, honored. I, I will be there. Um, and if for some reason they want to participate or listen and they can't be on at that time from 11 to 2 Pacific or that would be 2 to 5 Eastern. If they sign up, they would get a uh, recording so they could listen later, right? Exactly. So there is a recording and you'll have access to that. And then we're also showing a film called Love's Heal. Love heals. And we already watched the film. It, it, it's incredible. It shows how we all have the power within to heal. Um, these two people went on a whole journey because her partner had a lot of pain. And so they show all different people in their healing journey and, and what it took. And it's just very inspiring. So, you know, I'm very excited about that and, and want to let people know that that's good to listen to beforehand. 
to me, there's nothing better than to listen to people who have been through this. You don't have to take all their advice. You don't have to do anything. But to hear their stories and hear how they've overcome great odds like the four of you have, I think is really, really valuable. Um, so I'm really glad you guys are doing this. Yes, I'm really excited about it. And I just want to say um, quickly about my podcast, because, you know, when you said the one thing, of course, then I'm thinking, if it just to make it easy for people, listen to this podcast, because you'll hear from experts um, that are thinking outside the box when it comes to healing cancer, as well as survivors who are doing amazing things after their cancer journey, like you. I mean, your, your story is so inspiring, and I've recommended it to other people that are actually going through. There's someone in my community that's going through a similar experience as to what you went through. So um, that's an easy, free thing for people to do. And it's called the cancer liberation project. So I just wanted to let people uh, know about that. I'm glad you did. So I'm going to put that um, link on the show notes, your website, and also a link to the cancer thriver summit. Um, unless you can tell me that right now, and then people can, when they're listening to this, they can sign up as oh, they're yeah. listening. Well, yeah, I'd love to. So just go to cancerthriversummit.com. Easy enough. And you will get all the information. Yes. And then my website is revivewellness.com. And then you can sign up for my newsletter, get my seven top tips to keep cancer away and feel confident in your body again. Um, yeah. And I'm on social media. So you could find me really anywhere. One last question about the Thriver Summit. Will people who sign up, will they be able to ask questions? Yes. such. A, I'm so glad you brought that up. Yes. Yeah, so at the end of all our talks, we will answer questions live. Um, so we'll have plenty of time for that. It, it will be great. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for um, joining the podcast. Um, I highly recommend people check you out and check your podcast out. I know you're doing great work. And you're helping people and there's really nothing better than that. Well, I really appreciate it, Chris. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, see you Saturday. Absolutely.